You know, I really hope they find a vaccine soon because I just I'm tired of being locked in this closet. Yo, yo, what it do, Jake? What's going on? Welcome to another show, uh, another episode of Locked in the Closet. I am Ryan with ATXML Podcast. Today we have Jake from Scrap Pile. What is up, my dude? What's going on? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good, man. I just got done talking with uh, the guys from Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. Kind of a groove. Uh, definitely, definitely some shit that I didn't think that I'd be into. But I'm definitely into it. You know what I mean? Wait, that's a that's a band name. That is a Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. Look it up, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm gonna have to. That sounds awesome. Hey man, if you're a if you're a fan of like uh, in their bio, it talked about like uh, Jack White and Ozzy and that kind of vibe. But they got like this fuzzy kind of buzzing noise on their eight string. So it's just I don't want to call it stoner metal because it's definitely not that. But it's just some shit that you can listen to driving down the road. Uh, if you're in kind of a meh mood and you want to get a little pickup, you know, it's, it's just, it's good vibes. It's definitely good vibes. It's gotta be interesting if they're influenced by Jack White, but use eight strings. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, and they even, you know, we kind of talked about that a little bit, but, uh, let's talk about scrap, scrap pile and COVID. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it sucks. <laughs> COVID not scrap pile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh my man jake here is the front man of scrap pile they are a oh shit four three four four piece oh we're actually five now oh shit we got an addition to the crowd yeah we just um a friend of ours that we went to high school with recently moved back to texas and uh he's a really good bass player so josh who was playing bass is now going to be playing second guitar which was his original instrument anyway, but we kind of forced him to be a bass player. But he's going to play guitar, and then Jerry is going to be the bassist. Man, that's going to be tasty AF with five of you up there slanging. I know. I just hope uh, when we play places like the White Swan, we are not too crowded up there. <laughs> <laughs> just like elbow room kind of movement? Yeah. So as uh, we've been doing these Locked in the Closet series that started back, I believe I started doing these in March, if I'm not mistaken. I should know I'm the host, but uh, <laughs> but basically we're we're trying to go through different bands, different people, because um, we've talked to doctors, we've talked to politicians, we've talked to band members, trying to figure out how you guys are doing during the COVID pandemic. And now that Texas is in reopening phase two, if I'm not mistaken, and with the drastic, I won't say drastic, but there's definitely a little bit, if not moderate, alarm to the the rising COVID spikes. And of course, the more you test, the more you're going to find. The key mm -hmm. thing here to look for, for everybody listening, is hospitalization rate. That's the, that's the big number. If you look at your hospitalization rate for COVID infections, 
that's when when those numbers go up, ICU percentages at 80, 90%, that's when you should start to worry. Um, but how, how are you doing, Jake? Well, you're all the way out in, you're like an hour and a half away from Austin? Yeah, we're, so I'm uh, my hometown and where we're based out of is like pretty much in the middle between Houston and Austin. They're both about hour, hour and a half uh, from either side of us. I live in a little tiny town called Sheridan. If uh, you might have ever heard of like the uh, Splashway Water Park, I don't know. They got signs all over down 71 and everything, but that's where my hometown is. Okay. Okay. And where, and where you're at right now, how was the, how's every, how's everything looking? Does it, does everything feel normal? Is, are people out wearing masks? I mean, like what's the vibe and what's the, what's the, what's the atmosphere where you're at? So nothing really changed, uh, like in my area, there wasn't like a whole lot of like drastic change for everything. You know, we have like the dollar general and, you know, like out of towners will wear masks and stuff in there. But other than that, you know, you don't really see anybody wearing masks or gloves or anything. So, and so from what I take is you're not in a very populated area. Oh no, it's real tiny. <laughs> you're like, we've got a dollar general and a stoplight. We're good. Yeah, we got the dollar. We just got a Dollar General. We have a gas station and a water park, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> gas station, check. Water park, check. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> do you? I mean, do you spend a lot of time at the water park since it's close? Oh no, it's. I mean, it's like not even a mile from my house. But um, I went there like every day until I was like 12 years old, and I just kind of got burnt out on it. I don't go there anymore. I could, I could totally understand that. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like when you live at the beach or on the coast, and you know you grew up there. It's like, man, I don't know. It's just the beach. Yeah. But then when people come from out of town, they're like, it's the fucking beach, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I could just, exactly. I could just see the summer. I bet, I bet your, uh, I bet your hometown has a massive influx of people during the summertime, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy because they have like RV camping and all that over there. So oh yeah, our our town's normally like a thousand people, but during the summer it's probably three thousand. Damn, thousand people. Well, I mean, I I came. I'm from a I'm from a very small community in North Carolina, a place called Steeds. Like we just have a sign. Like we don't even have stoplights. We like we got a water tower when I was I don't know late teens or some stuff. So it's like, like we didn't have city water. It was just well. Well, water stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I graduated from a high school, of a total of eighty-six people. If that kind of throws the number at you, give you an idea. Yeah, yeah. So, I think my graduating class was only like forty-five people. Holy fuck! <laughs> Got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what did uh, what has Scrap Pile been up to? Uh, what have the band? What's everybody been up to during during the pandemic? Like, let's kind of dive into that. How how did uh, how did it affect you? Like, did, did anybody lose work? Was anybody furloughed, laid off, fired, stuff like that? Uh, so I know when, when Jerry recently moved back, cause he moved back to Texas from Arizona and like right after he moved back is when everything shut down. And so he hasn't been able to find a job since he moved back, which Damn. sucks. But other than that, um, I don't think any of us lost work, but, uh, I got my hours cut at work and then there for like a month we had to do like a split shift kind of thing yep. where you know like not everybody was around each other so if somebody got it the place could still run what uh what do you what do you do by chance oh i work for a mustang caterpillar which is like a caterpillar like heavy equipment like bulldozers and shit oh so you're a wrench turner like me huh oh no i'm not even a mechanic i do like the uh the parts side of everything hey man equally as important can't fix yeah. stuff if you don't have parts so that's good yeah 
so yeah i like look up parts for people and mechanics and everything like that and order shit hey man your job is just as important okay don't forget that <laughs> we can't fix shit without guys like you yeah there you go yeah i was i was on the same uh i was on the same split shift where we did Basically, it was a mixed. It was basically three on three off, but it worked out to like four and two. It was was kind of awkward because whenever I was on my two day week, I would have cars that needed parts, but I couldn't touch the. I couldn't touch it for four days. So Mm I and we couldn't even. Normally on our days off, we can go into work and kind of play catch up. Like that's exactly what I did today. Like I had seven cars that I had to look at that were basically put on back burner throughout the week because they were kind of headache cases or something I really needed to spend more than 30 minutes with diagnosing and so on and so forth. Um, but, but, and, and it, and it kind of sucks. I really feel bad for the people, you know, they bring their cars to us. They want the, obviously everybody wants, you know, in today's world of instant gratification, like fix my car now. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's really this weird human social experiment going on right now to see like, what people can put up with. I guess that's kind of an easy way to say it. But the the reality is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that never stopped working the entire time, like yourself, myself, um, you know, obviously hospital workers and firefighters and all that fun stuff. But right. now that we're on the reopen, I've seen my work hours and workload almost double in two weeks. Uh, really? what, what What about you? Uh, so we're still only getting, we don't have overtime still. They still haven't done the overtime, but we're all back on the same shift now. But I mean, everything has like picked up a lot because, you know, after the oil field crash for a while, it was really slow because a lot of our business uh, over in our territory. So it got slow for like a month or so. And then one thing started to pick back up with the economy and everything. It just started bum rushing us. Yeah, that's man, and and I can I can definitely feel that because I would say a month ago in a hundred and twenty hour pay period, I only earned about forty to fifty hours, so I was only getting half the work. This last right. two weeks, I'm somewhere at the seventy percent, seventy five percent of where I used to be. So I can definitely see it growing and kind of coming back online. So that makes me happy because I get to fucking pay my bills and stop telling my, you know, mortgage company, like, don't charge me this month because I ain't got the cash. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's definitely, it's, man, it's, it's mind boggling to watch all of the legislation and all of the stuff come down the pipeline from higher ups. And then you go to work and you got to do this, that, and the other. And it's just, it's just interesting. I know it's a sad Mm -hmm. time and it's a, it's, you know, people are losing their lives. I think we're over 120,000 deaths for the year for just this one instance, uh, not to include everybody else that, you know, is having medical difficulties and stuff like that. But, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. How are you holding up? Oh, well, I mean, everybody on like in my circles, fine. Um, I think in my whole county, there's only been, there's been 10 or less cases this entire time. What county are you in? I can look it up right now. Uh, Colorado County. Colorado County. Okay. Oh, there's not too many. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I kind of, um, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, I just like to pay attention and try to try to keep people informed because you know, if you're not really paying attention to it, then you kind of lose sight of some things. So, Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to look at the numbers. Uh, 
we definitely have not flattened the curve uh, as a, as a nation. Certain states oh, have no. certain states have definitely done their due diligence. Like if you compare Texas uh, chart versus, we'll just say New York chart, it it is a night and day. Like I'm looking at the chart. Holy Jesus Christ! I'm looking at the chart right now, <laughs> and it's just up. Just straight up. Let me see if I can go down to. Let me see if I can find Colorado County, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Uh, I'll I'll find it in a second. Um, in the meantime, what has Scrap Pile been up to? Because I'll I'll say this: the last live show that I went to was the locals only show in early March with you guys and yeah. like ten other bands. It was just phenomenal. What have you guys been up to since then? So yeah, that was the last show we did, and then um. We haven't done any shows since, and um, we haven't planned any shows because things are starting to reopen, and there's some bands still uh, doing shows, but a few of the guys in the band, you know, they have, like, families and elderly parents and shit like that, so we're not doing any shows right now, so we've been taking this time to do a recording, and uh, we're recording our album. Ooh, we got new scrap pile on the way? Yeah, we um, it's been the slow and frustrating process because uh, obviously <laughs> we've we've never done an album before, so we didn't really, I guess we underestimated just how coordinated you need to be to do it. Hey, man, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the learning curve, my man. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. So, and I mean, it's just been a struggle to like uh, get everybody's parts done in a reasonable amount of time and working around everybody's work schedules and who can be on this weekend and who can go to the house and record their part this weekend. And it's just been kind of a mess, but we're getting there. Where do you guys lay out, lay down all the, all the tracks at? Uh, so at Kyron's house, the guitarist, uh, he, that's where our jam space is and everything. And so we have all of our recording set up over there. Okay. Okay. And do you guys do everything DIY in house mix mastering, all that fun stuff? Uh, no, we actually have a guy that we, uh, we send like our home recorded tracks off to and he mixes and masters them. And oh, his name is, uh, he's Scott. He's with, um, Chernobyl studios and he's actually lives in Ukraine. Holy shit. That, that, that's a first for me. I never knew. <laughs> Typically everybody's like, yeah, I got my homie down the street or, you know, my brother in another band or another state. You're the first person I've ever heard. It's like, yeah, we just, uh, send it to Ukraine and let them handle it. Yeah, pretty much. No, he's a really cool guy, man. We just met him online. I forget the circumstances and how we started talking to him, but then um, we just started a group chat with him and the whole band and discussed everything, and he showed us, you know, his work and everything like that, and he's really good. He's even, um, I don't, do you ever watch um, Spectre Media with Glenn Fricker? Fricker? I do not, but if you send me a link, I'll watch some stuff. Yeah, I'll send you uh, his link. But He's like a, a gear, guitar gear, music gear, recording kind of guy, a YouTuber. And um, he shouts out like Scott stuff all the time because it, like Scott actually like sells like his mixing lessons to other people to like learn how to do what he does. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, he's a really cool dude, and he does a lot of good work. And he's gonna be the one doing the production on our album. Man, power of the internet, power of technology is wild. Yeah. Right. All right. So I found Colorado County way at the fucking bottom of Texas. So. Just for example, your your graph, <laughs> your graph is crazy. Your graph, uh, the maximum number of new cases is only five. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the top of the charts. And if you were to look at your chart, 
Yes, let's see. What was the worst day? The worst day, according to Johns Hopkins University data, was on June 17th. New cases, five. Zero deaths. And you have a total case count, a total reported case count of 46. So, oh, okay, that's more than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, well, 46 of 1,000, you're still here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. not, that's not that bad. Here, I'm going to zoom up. Let me see if I can zoom up to uh to to let's see I'm in I'm in Williamson County I, I'm up in Leander right now but I I claim Travis from time to time but just just an example because Austin is in Travis uh, Travis County right now has a total of just shy of five thousand total confirmed cases but surprisingly zero deaths or I'm sorry 108 have died but none have been reported uh, in a few days so okay. Yeah, and actually Austin's curve, I, I fuck that, it's not even a curve, it's just a flat line with a bump. But <laughs> but uh it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy just to to live through all of this. I know that I I keep telling I have a 7-year-old daughter and I tell her like you are going to crush it in uh oh fuck, what's the class? Civics, like government and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, yeah, also yeah. history, because I'm going. His, history was one of my fun ones. I, I I really did. I really liked American history. That was pretty neat because there's a lot of stuff that 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 are that's lost through the education system. Like there was a lot of people I talked to that didn't know about Juneteenth. Uh, so yesterday, really? yeah, yeah, there's there was a lot of people that like, what's Juneteenth? I mean, fuck, dude. Even even Trump didn't know what it was and tried to claim that he made it popular or something. And, oh. <laughs> and, and once I did a little digging, turns out a secret service aide was the one that was like, raised his hand in the room and was like, uh, I know what Juneteenth is and here's what it is. And, and he was like, Oh, okay. So Juneteenth, if you don't know what it is, it's a very, very important day for the aftermath. Uh, not, it's a sad day, very sad day because black wall street got taken out by people that didn't like them. So just Google it. Just get into it. But we're gonna move on, because <laughs> because uh, rabbit hole. Yeah, that's 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 a oof, man. That's a tough. That's a tough one. But so scrap pile. Last show that you guys did was the locals only showcase, and I think right before that you guys did the the battle. Correct. Yeah, the the night before that is when we did the the walk and metal battle. That's right. That's right. Man, that's 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 shitty. That I mean, uh, I. Everyone that I've talked to over the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, it, it's just it's the same it's the same message. We had tours booked and they got shut down, or we had shows booked and they got shut down, and mm-hmm. now everybody's on the on the come up. So what do uh, what have you guys been doing in, in studio wise or or, or music wise during the quarantine session? So really, for a while, we kind of tried to stay away from each other because you know. Like I said earlier, like Josh and Jerry have families, and so they were worried about their health and everything. But uh, me and Kyron kind of don't, so me and him were getting together and uh, kind of coming up with stuff. And then eventually, once everything kind of returned to some kind of normalcy, we all started getting together again, and uh, we started actually laying down the tracking and everything for the album. So I think we only actually have one full song of like guitar bass drums and vocals all tracked out i think the drums and the bass are done for a bunch of other ones and the doing the guitar tracking so 
I mean, that's been most of our quarantine time. And then on top of that, we've been doing our podcast, which we actually haven't done a new one in a few weeks. But yeah, there's um, there's probably three or four newer episodes on our YouTube page right now of our podcast. Wait, you have a podcast? Yeah, it's the Scrapcast. The Scrap. Okay, all right, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what, what do you got? What do you guys do on your podcast? Oh, dude, we just go off on tangents for hours. Please, please invite me. I would love. Hell to. yeah, dude. <laughs> I love. If it's the one thing that I really love doing, I really love just communicating with people. You know, keeping in touch and just going down whatever fucking rabbit hole will 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 will. will evolve you know what i mean like it's just it's right. it's fun to kind of because when you know when we're hanging out at the venue it's really kind of just formality stuff like the high five the hug maybe a chug or a shot or whatever buy some merch what are you guys up to all right see you later you know there's never really enough there's never really enough time because i mean you guys as musicians you guys have fans you guys have followers you got to talk to you got the merch table you got to load in load out talk to the management all that other stuff so you, uh, you guys really don't have enough time I don't think, I mean, unless you play like first, then you have time to hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I would shit. I don't throw my hat in the ring for that. Dude, for sure. We'll get you on, man. Next time we do one, we'll get together and we'll uh, schedule it out. Fuck. Yeah. So excited. Be my first, be my, it'll be my first podcast that I'll be on. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, we, um, on there, we, a lot lately uh, with the newer episodes, we've tried sticking to like in itinerary because like josh and jesse will get together and they'll come up with ideas of what to talk about we try to stick to those but then obviously we just kind of go down the rabbit hole and talk about just whatever like oh squirrel yeah pretty much (laughs) we talk about all kinds of stuff man we get on like movies video games we talk about just life and philosophy we talk about politics we talk about conspiracy theories and ghost stories and make fun of each other and do dumb shit Dude, that's that's what it's about. Staying connected, having fun with your bros and anybody else that wants to be involved and just just just, you know, making sure that everybody's still uh still doing well, you know? Oh yeah. So, I have to say that your music has a very very heavy t- uh, Texas influence. Uh, are you a homegrown Texan? Yes, sir. So, let's uh let, let's dive into a little bit about what uh what Scrap Pile is all about. What scrap piles all about? Well, kind of hard to say because really, like our the genre that we play, which is like brutal death metal, mm-hmm. is really only me and Kyron are the only two in the band that actually listen to like death metal like that. Like Josh, Jesse, and Jerry, they don't really, they're not like super into like the super heavy death metal and slam and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of weird that we all ended up in a slam band. But um, it all happened because a f- couple, two, three years ago, maybe now, um, we all got together for this hometown thing that happened in uh, where all those guys live about 15 minutes down the road. And we did this hometown, hometown little festival and we all got together and we did a bunch of cover songs. We did like uh, Bullet for My Valentine and Breaking Benjamin and like fun stuff like that. Mm, my and favorites. Then, uh, yeah, it was fun. But um. And then after that, while we were like practicing for that at, and afterwards, I was, we were talking about, you know, we should like make this a thing and all this and that. And I had already been 
a couple years into learning how to do like the brutal stuff, the screams and the growls and everything. And so like when we would practice, you know, I would, that's how I would like warm up and everything. And that's, I would do all the gutturals and stuff. And then Kyron was like, dude, we got to do like the slam band, just groovy, chunky, fat death metal. And that's just uh, all she wrote from there. <laughs> well, I can definitely say that, that fits the bill, if you know what I mean. Like it's it's definitely this dun 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 dun. dun. Like I like I told you earlier, like I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to look at the liner notes for lyrics. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I got all the the lyrics. I know the with the gura gura on the YouTube link. It has all the uh, the lyrics on there. Oh, okay. So let me let me ask you a question. So. Knowing that the majority of the stuff that's coming out of your mouth is is not something that you're gonna pick up on, how do you write lyrics for shit that, that's it that that that's in your 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 realm of 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 genre? Well, really, like it's kind of weird because it's between certain songs, it's kind of all over the place. But really, it's um because I am like a writer at heart, and so like most slam bands. And a lot of death metal bands, they really don't have like uh, conceptualized like lyricism. It's more just like, you know, just gory, cut her head off and fuck her face and just like shit like that. Oof. Yeah, that's a lot of like stuff in our realm of our genre. But like, really, I do a lot of like a metaphorical kind of, I don't want to say poetics, that sounds kind of weird, but that that more kind of a uh, writing style and with um gura gura which is the song we have out on everything if you can see in the lyrics on youtube that it's like a uh, it's not like a big gory description of just like a murder scene because with gura gura weirdly enough is actually um a dramatization or whatever you want to call it of um this scene in this uh, arc in this anime called one piece that me and Jesse are really into. And so we kind of conceptualized the, that little part of the story and turned it into a song. And that's what all the lyrics are about on that. Well, some of our other songs, which I mean, no one really has any idea what I'm saying. And those lyrics haven't been posted, but uh, a lot of the writing that I do, it's uh, like I said, it's like a metaphorical type of style that is like, um, like a description of what I'm feeling and like who I am, but put into like a conceptualized picture of something else, you know, dude, I'm sitting, dude, uh, as you're talking, I'm sitting here kind of browsing your lyrics and I'm just going to point this one out. Men cut down and left to die altars of bodies to the skies only one can reign supreme a war of the best for gods and hells unseen what what the fuck <laughs> what is happening in this song my man well that's because I, I might have to send you a link to it later but like i said that that song is based off of this it's it's this anime that me and jesse are really into and so obviously it's like a big over the top kind of thing and literally, like, in the anime, there's this guy that's just sitting on top of a stacked pile of dead bodies. <laughs> and it's it's because the whole scene that that song is based off of, it's uh, it's called The Great uh, War of the Best. And so that's what that comes from. It's just, like, all of the big characters all fighting each other in this one spot in the anime in the story. 
and so we we base the song off of that and so the the lyrics are like a a description and a conceptualized version of the events in the anime this i mean fuck these are some this is some wild lyrics i mean like yeah. like and with his final words dying on his feet he gives hope to what was a generation of defeat and now the darkness senses for its chance to f- feed holy man i feel i feel like i feel like tales from the crypt or something over here like this is oh that's cool <laughs> this, is, this is some deep shit man like i mean as far as like your writing style do you just kind of like get in the zone and just start i mean i mean I mean, there's nothing wrong with being poetic about stuff because that's just, I mean, and I, like when I was younger and I, and I still like write to this day, like I don't, I, I mean, I put pen to paper, but I don't have any musical talent or anything like that. So I can't really, you know, apply it to something, <laughs> but, but definitely I do. I do think that if you can paint a very good picture with broad strokes, but also kind of hone in on some things in your lyrics even though you can't hear them or understand them when, <laughs> when you're talking. <laughs> I mean, I really think that stuff like this, you know, especially when you have the lyric breakdown, um, it's wild. I mean, like, the old warrior faces the new breed of tyrant. His skull is melted away by the magma flow fueled by a by a justice absolute. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. Yeah, that, that's because that actually happens in the anime. This dude gets his face blown off by this guy that can turn himself into lava. <laughs> Good lord! Well, man, hats hats off to the lyrical genius behind this man. This is tight. I do appreciate it. Yeah, like um, so that that song's kind of set apart from a lot of the others on the record that we're doing, in the sense that that is taken from something else. And we have another song that's going on the record that's kind of in the same vein. It's all about uh, the Legend of Zelda. Okay. So there's those two songs are like conceptualized stories from other mediums that we enjoy but the rest of the album is really just like my personal writings of like the shit going on in my head so when it comes to writing new music is it are you kind of the front man and then you kind of shop it out to the rest of the guys or do the guys come to you and you guys kind of figure it out or how's all that work well really like the the structure of the songs is pretty it's like oh half of the album was all Kyron. Kyron wrote all of the music for it, and I did all of the the lyrics and the vocals. And then Jesse wrote the other half of it. The drummer Jesse, he wrote the other half, doing all the music for it. And so pretty much is they one of them will write something, show everybody else we all agree that we like it, make some changes here or there or whatever. If he likes write something a little too crazy for Jesse to actually play. Right. He does all of his writing on like a guitar pro and like a garage band and stuff. And so he writes the drums too. And if he has something that's totally ridiculous on there, we just kind of say, okay, well, we got to change this here. Make little tweaks to it. <laughs> like, nah, man, we got to. <laughs> like no, no human can possibly do that. We have to change. It. You're... <laughs> you're... <laughs> you're like, dude, can you even play this? Yeah, no, it's, it's some, he writes some ridiculous shit sometimes, <laughs> but, um, once we get the the music part to where we like it, which is usually like only a day long process of just changing little things, but then like it's totally up to me on how I want to do the vocals and everything like that. But um, but when we go to record it is when I'll lay down like the vocal track that I know like this is how it's gonna go, and then once I do that, 
we all get together and we're like, well, is there anything extra we want to throw in here? Some extra layers, some background stuff, some cool little nifty things like that. And that's the stuff we decide on together. But really, like the main tracking of the vocal is all up to me. Okay, so you're kind of like the ringleader, but everybody, but ever, but it's a it's an all inclusive uh, journey. Yeah, pretty much. Nice, nice. Now, do you guys ever uh, do you ever shop out some uh, some riffs and stuff for for outside perspective? Yeah, we have a couple people like uh, my brother and a couple other people of our closer friends that we kind of send some of our demos to and see what they think if it's something that might be a little too outside of the realm of what we're trying to do because sometimes we get a little experimental and we're like okay that doesn't really go under the banner of scrap pile we need to like stick to doing this kind of stuff i gotcha do do you think that scrap pile will ever move away from slam yeah there's a there's actually a song on the album that's a gent oh now now we're talking let me get some of them (laughs) let me get some of them ones and zeros son yeah it's a song that we've been it's been in our set list and it's a it's a pretty much a totally different style from the rest of our music it's kind of i don't know if i would say it's a jarring change from one song to the gent song back to the death metal songs but it's definitely kind of uh it's not in the same vein as the rest of the album for sure people in the people in the pit are like wait a minute what 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 happened here Oh, yeah, <laughs> people seem to like it. I, I mean, I haven't gotten any complaints about it. There's some people that said that's their favorite song from us. Well, I can I can attest to blending genres and taking influences and whatnot because, like I said, I uh, just wrapped up an episode with with uh, the Burger Patrol, and they have this song called Grave Digger that at the end you can hear this like kind of. I don't want to call it genty, but it just has like that cadence, like like that jun 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 kind mm-hmm. of vibe to it, and that's what kind of hooked me. And then I went through the rest rest of their discography and and was just completely sold. So it's really, I think I think it's important for bands to not just be one hundred percent classified as X, Y, or Z. That if you yeah. you know blend and this and that and pepper in some stuff, you know, it makes it tasty because you know certain people like certain songs and certain genres. And then there's the other people that are like, well, I can, I can vibe to this, you know, cool, man. So if you can kind of portray your music to, you know, more people, then obviously that results more fans and all that other stuff and merch sales and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like I said, like uh, with the guys, like me and Kyron are really the only ones that are into like the real heavy death metal stuff. And then the other guys are into like, uh, they listen to like, dance gavin dance and polyphia and motionless and white and that that more kind of vein and stuff and then jerry likes a lot of like alter bridge and shit like that Oof, alter bridge there we go that's my dude oh yeah i love alter bridge man Damn. but well, uh, yeah we we all listen to like a real medley of things and it's cool when we can bring all of that into the to the table and it's like okay well yeah we're death metal but we also have like you can hear in this song like that jesse wrote it has this influence from something that's not so death metal Sure, sure, yeah, because I, I just, you know, I think I think that if you just continuously beat beat your fans, among, uh, you know, against their head with the same, you know, the same tone and the same cadence and stuff like that, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, what's next? And then you throw some shit in like you're talking about, and it's like, hey, it's like this renewed love for, for the band because they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of stepped outside the box and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, for sure, that's a... Uh... 
that's what I'm, we're hoping to do because a lot of the album like there's a lot of the straight up brutal death metal in there then we have the gent song and then in the uh the song that's conceptualized from the legend of zelda it has some like synthy stuff in the background to give it that kind of video game oh. feel it's got some, we got some really cool elements in there yeah you got to have that background noise oh yeah for sure well, man, uh, as we round out the show, uh, where can people find uh, Scrap Pile and all their fun stuff at? Uh, so we have Facebook on Scrap Pile. Instagram is official Scrap Pile. Uh, we have our YouTube page, which has a couple of our older demos. It has uh, the Gura Gura song on there. It also has all of our podcast episodes, the Scrapcast, if you want to check that out. And then uh, that song, Gura Gura, is out on every major streaming platform. Yep, I got that one queued up right now. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna give that a little uh, little tasty dive after we get off the show here. But uh, man, I appreciate I appreciate your time, dude. I hope everything's going well in your neck of the woods, and uh, tell everybody I said what's up in the band. Yeah, dude, for sure. Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate it, Jake. I'll talk to you later, bud. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right, bye.